0: What up, y'all? It's the Mildly Professional Podcast with Amber and Laura. And today we're going to talk about a lot of things. Roll the intro. <laughs> we got two gals from a college town Making memories, going through the business route
1: With a little experience, a whole lot of ambition And go about their lives on a never-ending mission To share their knowledge everywhere they go Now it's time for my people. back.
0: And we're back. So, first things first, we are going to go over a little bit of some Reddit stuff. Are you ready to hear this story? I am. Okay, it's about toxic workplaces, which we love. We
1: love that. Well, we hate,
0: but we love. Yep. Okay, so somebody on Reddit asked, where where was the most toxic workplace you ever worked at? Basically, why was it the worst? Okay. Okay, they want to know the details. So, this person said, they were working at a place that we don't want to necessarily call out the company. So, Laura came up with a similar-ish name.
1: Mm-hmm. Bad Mocha? Yeah. Badly Mocha.
0: Badly Mocha is the name of the company. Okay? Supposedly. Something Allegedly. Like, yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs>
1: Allegedly.
0: Anyway. So, this person was working part-time there, and the boss and the supervisors were awful... And they were to have their photos taken daily at work, showing makeup, hair, and attire. The notion that only pretty girls will be hired and allowed to work at Badly Mocha. Mm -hmm. And voice recording of how we would introduce and sell the cakes to customers. Girls who didn't have the right amount of makeup and neat hair will be openly mocked in the chat group and compared with other girls. Oh, my God. I know. They would come into the store at any time, any day to spot check on us, too. One even tug on my shirt asking why I'm using the apron to cover up so much. Well, hello, the shirt is white and translucent. I'm supposed to show my bra to customers, is it? Of course I would cover up. It's basic decency. That being said, their um, chocolate desserts and cakes are good, though. (laughs) (laughs) Uh oh, that is the worst when you actually like the product and you have to be yes. like, okay, I can never go there again. For real. Oh my gosh. So yes, everybody's just getting on. Everybody in these comments is like, well, it wasn't technically illegal, but is it illegal? <laughs> Somebody said, that seems pretty illegal to me. I'd record those clowns. <laughs> and then a lot of people are saying it seems like a lot of companies hire only pretty people
1: yes we know this about like Abercrombie and Fitch yeah I'm gonna call them out I don't feel bad about that we don't know enough about this other company to call it out
0: yeah I don't know your computer is hot yeah it is is. hot and bothered over there
1: (laughs) honestly let that cool down for a second good lord it's got more airflow than it normally gets
0: somebody said when the school bully grows up and becomes the boss
1: and (laughs) yes or just that
0: I think I was talking to somebody recently about this because I was just like why are there so many bad managers out there yeah and they said they get promoted too quickly because what happens is there's a void and somebody just gets promoted they don't take the time to like truly train them into what to do I, I did hear so I remember I used to work an internship in college and I was talking to one of my co-workers and I had my nails done and she was like she had just moved to that department
1: mm-hmm. just
0: moved into that part of the building
1: yeah
0: or it was a separate building I don't know whatever she'd worked at the company for a long time and she goes oh my gosh your nails are so cute
1: mm-hmm.
0: we're allowed to have nails like that and
1: oh, I said, my said um
0: yes like nobody told me I couldn't right I didn't and she goes I was only allowed to have French tips at my other spot in the company. Aww. And I was like, what? Wow. <laughs> I said, like, until when? Recently? Yeah. Like, I'm thinking
1: this must have been what, in the 70s? What's right. What's going on? Right. That was very weird. So I guess that yeah. kind of stuff still happens a little bit. I mean, like Chick fil A, they can only have nude colors
0: and That's really natural weird.
1: looking nails. We had some insider knowledge That's on right. that from
0: college. Um, or I know nurses too, but I thought there was something a reason for that. That wasn't just they didn't like them to have their nails painted for sana, is it sanitary. Probably sanitary.
1: Or? But my mom was a nurse for several decades, and I'm trying to think if she ever she would get her nails done sometimes. But I I don't think she stuck primarily to one color. Like, to a natural color. Like, I think she would do, like, a pink or red sometimes. But then again, she didn't do that a lot. So, like, I don't know. I don't know if that was just, like, on vacations or what. Right. I didn't pay attention to those trends, but... We should ask your mom. We should. We need to have her on one day, because she is such a fascinating person. Yes. I just like talking to her, because, like, it's, it's interesting how much, as you get older, you realize that your parents are actual people. And they're kind of cool sometimes. And they're pretty cool, right, <laughs> right. You Like, you actually want to hang out with them and, like, hear their stories. Because as a kid, you just think they're these superheroes. And, like, unattainable. Like, you'll never be like them because you, you, they're so cool. And, or, you know, whatever the case is, they're just older and wiser and all that. And then you get older yeah. and you're like, you had a whole life. Like, you had dreams and aspirations and you had um, goals and you had, um, like, all these different stories backstories and where they just tell like, you story like as you're growing up
0: they kind of pick and choose the stories they're yes. telling you right yes and then you kind of get to an age where they tell you a little bit more <laughs> i know some more of that story yeah yeah exactly. my dad was
1: telling me a story the other day and i can't even remember what the story was but i do know at one point he said and there may have been alcohol involved
0: <laughs> oh my gosh i know that's what my dad said once about um We had, like, Toga Day at school or something, Mm -hmm. and uh, my mom goes, oh, your dad did that in college. Like, maybe he could help you with your outfit. Yeah. And so I go talk to him. He said, Amber, that was in college. (laughs) There was a lot of other things going on in college. (laughs) I said, okay, never
1: mind. I'm taking it back. I didn't ask.
0: I don't think I even did anything for Toga Day. I didn't think I saw another good one, but let me see if I can find one. Oh, well, maybe maybe this is a good one. Okay. Okay. This person said... They left their company because it was toxic, because they overpromised clients in terms of work scope in order to win, then drive OT, overtime, Mm. among workers to deliver the projects. The result, number one, leadership always uptight and coming down on deadlines and deliverables. Number two, middle management, no choice but to drive overtime among workers. Number three, workers run into mental health issues easily and have to suffer in a toxic workplace. Number four, clients put pressure back um, because <laughs> they expect these overpromised deliverables
1: mm-hmm.
0: every single day. And then when we're not meeting deadlines, clients would usually ask for something extra in terms of additional scope because of some new information um, or additional, just additional stuff to say, hey, you're not doing what we asked you to do. Mm-hmm. So then you have everybody mad at you. Yeah. And you don't know what
1: to do. And you're working overtime. Hopefully paid. Hopefully, but let's be real. Yeah. (laughs) Like, if you're doing overtime, you're probably not getting paid for that. Mm -hmm. Especially if you're salaried. You're not...
0: Nope. Nothing. Nope. If there's a job that you're scared might overwork you, probably just be hourly, honestly.
1: (laughs) If you even have a choice.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because that is the worst. It also kind of sucks, too, to be hourly feeling like you need overtime, not being allowed overtime, not feeling like you ever get your job done, have also been in a situation like that.
1: (laughs) I wonder what you're talking about.
0: I've literally been sitting at work on a Saturday, Mm -hmm. looking at my phone, knowing I need to clock out in one minute because I'm about to be over 40 hours, and I still have, like, two hours of work to do, and I'm thinking, okay, how much of this can I do on Monday? Is there any way that I can stay 30
1: minutes or... I really have to leave because I'm clocking out. I mean, just the dilemma inside of me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I remember when I started one of my jobs um, out of college, and there was so much catch-up work to do after the last person had left because that last person had been gone for a few months. So I had so much catching up to do. And I remember asking, it was like my first week, and I was like, how do you feel about overtime? And I was like, because I'm not trying to do a lot, but I do need, need a couple extra hours this week. And she was like, no just flat mm-mm. we don't do overtime okay good to know and not like I was getting paid a lot right um it was just I don't know I realized oh so there's not a chance ever got it even though like this would be an extenuating circumstance because it's overwhelmingly like a lot of work that there was no way to finish in a reasonable amount of time but not my timeline not my problem well that's the thing it's
0: I mean, if somebody's coming to you and requesting overtime and you're a manager, don't just be like, no.
1: Right. Follow up
0: with, okay, why do you feel like you need overtime? Yeah, yeah. let's adjust your timeline. Let's talk yeah. about what my actual expectations are. Because yeah. I would just look at you and go, I didn't tell you to get it all done this week. Right. Go home. Go
1: home. <laughs> Enjoy your Friday.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it is. But, um... but bad managers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all or way. managers that are just over it. Like, it's, you know, it, It can be like that, too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm just, I'm reading through these. I don't really see any other ones that are sticking out to me. Yeah. So, unless we have other stories to share at the moment, the rest of the podcast is going to be us telling Jamie's story. Yeah. You can say her name, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Jamie's story, and Laura's going to talk about Jamie, and then we're going to end with some personal stories of what did we decide we were going to talk
1: about? Um, we were going to talk about, well, um, expand on some topics we've mentioned in the past. So, Yep, that's true. We'll leave you on a cliffhanger. There you go. You have to stay around and understand what we're talking about. And which
0: ones are they? <laughs> are there ones that you wanted us to expand on that we
1: haven't? Or are there ones that you just don't give a crap about? But... I know. <laughs> We're going to pick the two ones you don't give a crap about. <laughs> that's going to be what happens here. But they're a little dramatic, so you might want to stay. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, so today we're talking about my friend Jamie, and we asked, you know, can we use your real name? How do we know you? All that sort of information. And she said, yeah, um, we can use her name, and that if uh, we want, we can share details about how she and I met and how we are now able to work together. So that story comes about. I was a, and I, we talked a little bit about this before yeah. in our very first episode, where I'm pretty sure it was the first episode where I was a work-study student for financial aid but so yeah and then Jamie was the financial aid counselor at the time so that's how I met her I remember meeting her for the first time and she and I are both like kind of naturally awkward people so the first interaction was a little awkward but it wasn't like bad I could just tell we had similar energies when meeting people for the first time which is a little more reserved I'm good at faking it and like getting out of it and she is too but I think we were both like lower energy that day so we were just like And I was so nervous about starting a new internship that I was just like, hey, (laughs) like a small wave. Um, And she was just really sweet. And I worked in her office uh, when I went in there. What? How many hours a week? Ten hours a week.
0: Yeah. Literally at like a nightstand off of her desk. (laughs)
1: Literally. Just about. And so um, then I moved up to an actual. I had a desk area. So Um, and. We got to know each other really well, because like I said, 10 hours a week, I was in her office, We just us hanging out. And then over time... And working. And work, <laughs> working, of course. Um, I <laughs> was trying not to distract her too much, because right. she had a lot of work to do. And um, so we're uh, good friends with Jamie. I love her to death. That's how I got my current job. I went to lunch with her just after Christmas to exchange presents this past year. And I just made a joke like, oh, well, if you're hiring and let me work from home sometimes, I'll let me know. Ha ha. And she said, bet. <laughs> like, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. And so finally it got approved. And here I am now. So and now she's my boss because Daniel left and she became the director and then I became the counselor.
0: I just realized that. You, me, and Ashley, the green jacket crew.
1: <laughs> the green jacket list crew I right know now.
0: Ashley cannot find her green jacket, RIP. We must find it. Yeah. I believe it is somewhere. Yeah. We'll, we'll find it. We'll find it. But I just realized that all of us have our current jobs now because of just like a casual joking conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Literally every single one of us. Yeah. That is insane. Sometimes that's all it takes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Just make... Make those comments when you need something, you know, yeah. tell your friends something. I need to stop smacking my thigh, because <laughs> I keep making sounds. I don't even know if the mic can pick it up, but, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm, like, knee slapping over here. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, so, yeah, that's how me and Jamie know each other and how I'm working with her now. And then we said, tell us something cool oh, about wait you. wait a second, because, plus, we kind
0: of yeah. knew Jamie, but not really. We knew her name. Because we all graduated from From Wesleyan.
1: Yeah, so she was, um, let's see, she's two years older than us, but she graduated a year uh, on her fifth year, so I don't know what that, I guess, how far, I guess she was a senior when we were freshmen. I think so. Or something like that. She was higher class when we came in. Yeah. Um... But I always heard good things about her. I don't know what they were, but they were not Never a bad thing. Never a bad thing. We always remember those. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Those are the easy ones to remember. Um, So tell us something cool about you. And she started her own cross-stitch shop on Etsy. So she works on projects in her Mm. spare time when she can go um, when she can to further that. It's been fun to get everything together to start it up. And she's excited to see where it will take her. And she does make some sales on there because she, like, creates the patterns. So, like, Ooh, people cool. buy those patterns and create them. She also sells, like, ones that she's done, but that's where she actually, like, generates a profit from, okay. is creating patterns. It's really impressive, because I'm like, how did you... What? <laughs> how did you do this? Um, and then we asked if she went to college, and she said yes, because she went to Wesleyan. She did. And then, if yes, what did you major in? So she went, uh, she got a chemistry major for her undergrad, and then forensic science for her grad program. So yeah, she always jokes about how she's the science person that doesn't know much about science, and how her degree is now in financial aid, really, because that's what she does for a living. But, um, one day she might be in the science field um, and everything. And so then we said, walk us through your professional journey. Mm. Um, her professional journey in her current career field of higher ed started four and a half years ago after she graduated from my undergrads college, which is Wesleyan, uh, she asked to join the team by the former she was asked to join the team by Daniel, the former director, who believed that she had potential and would be a welcomed addition. Uh, for the next four years they managed a mostly two person office and were able to turn the previous state of the office into one that ran much more smoothly and was more effective and helpful overall for students and everyone else involved. She was able to learn very much about things that helped improve her critical thinking, time management, and also her confidence in dealing with possible confrontational scenarios, i.e. unhappy parents slash students. It's been a journey of plenty of growth and development, and for that I'm very grateful. Oh my gosh, yeah, confrontation. I know, I'm not ready for that yet. Ooh! <laughs> I feel like I
0: need more experience than that to stand up for myself a little bit better. Especially with that passive-aggressive kind of confrontation. It's not true. Mm -hmm. You know it's confronting. Mm -hmm. It's very
1: sly. It's very sly. (laughs) I know exactly what you're talking about. It's those little comments like, Wow, you're better at this than I thought. (laughs) You know, which sounds like a compliment, but it is not a
0: compliment. Or I saw a TikTok where this lady's boss was like, or she was explaining how to have work boundaries or whatever. Mm-hmm. So she's playing herself as the boss, whatever. You know TikTok. Um, so she's wearing <laughs> glasses as she's the boss, and then she takes them off to not be the boss. Um, so it's like, yeah. So if you if you get to work on that over the weekend, it should be done by Monday. She goes, Oh, I didn't realize that overtime was approved for this weekend. Mm-hmm. He goes, Oh well, no, but you. She's like, okay. Well, I don't you know work on my personal time. Yeah, but if overtime's approved, I'll gladly do it. Good for her. And just standing her grounds, and I thought, oh my gosh! And everybody in the comments goes, "There should be a class on this in school,
1: like how to set boundaries." Here's the class. Yes. here it is. Here no, <laughs> we're we're not too good at that sort of a thing, though. No, but, no, but we can tell people how to be good at it all day long.
0: I get there. I get better at that through having a relationship with the people I work with. Yeah. Otherwise.
1: Mm-hmm i'm kind of just like don't fire me (laughs) (laughs) don't fire me that's how i feel sometimes don't fire me um so then we asked if they're happy with their current role and then what's their desired next step um what's their desired next step slash career goal yeah Uh, she says that she's happy with her current role but it's really challenging and it can be a bit much at times since she's still navigating through all the new things that she's unsure how to do because again Daniel left and so she went from being a counselor well so she went from being a counselor, senior counselor then assistant director then director so she went up the ranks but still the jump from assistant director to director was a big jump
0: well it is a big jump plus before she didn't have anybody working under her yeah So now she has a direct report. I mean, that's a huge Mm -hmm. difference.
1: Yes, because she was by herself in that office for, like, three months, four months, something crazy, and, like, was doing it all by herself. I don't know how she was doing it. All by myself. All by herself. (laughs) (laughs) That's an inside joke. (laughs) That's a long story, too. And then her desired next step in her career is to one day get a job within her preferred field, forensics, and see where it takes her. Oh, so she, she does have ap, appositions. Appositions. What even does that mean? I don't think anything. Speaking thinking
0: aspirations. What
1: even does that mean? I
0: have no idea what word Go I was ahead. even trying to combine with that. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Appositions. It's been a long day.
1: It has. Lord and mercy. Okay. After we record, I'm going home and sleeping. We're going to sleep? Well, no, I'll probably do some school for a little
0: bit. But... I'm going to do school tomorrow to be... Literally, I'm getting to Minnesota at 1 a.m. Georgia oh, time. No, thank you. I know, and poor pregnant Kim's going to come pick me up at midnight her oh, time. no! <laughs> I said, oh, yeah, so Ryan will be picking me up? You guys know Kim and Ryan. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, so Ryan's going to pick me up, right? Because, you know, you're pregnant and yeah. all that. She would, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, I will likely be the one picking you up.
1: <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. He's in bed by 8. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. he's a driver and, like, yeah. has to be up for early in the morning, mm-hmm. too but still making his pregnant wife. <laughs> wow, Ryan. Wow. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, Here, my babe. gosh. Um, and then we asked about, like, the personal mission and vision. You guys have heard us ask this question a lot. Like, yep. companies have them. Why don't we? Everybody make one. You really should, because then you can throw that in in your interview for jobs yeah. or in front of your boss at some point and, like, get brownie points and all that good stuff. Hold on. Sorry. My work phone's going off. Work phone life about working on personal time no working
0: on personal time but when it's about charges to the credit card she's always
1: like do we know anything about these yeah no that's a fair one um okay so her personal mission and vision is to help others no matter where her professional journey takes her it doesn't matter the type of job or field that she's in she wants to do something that she knows is assisting others and is impactful in a way that helps them That's also how she wants to be perceived by the world, as someone who loves helping others and will do whatever she can within reason to make that a reality. And I think that's a really important part, within reason. Yeah. We're often asked to do more than either we're capable of or should be able to do, or more than we should do, I mean, and it's overwhelming at times when everybody's asking that of you
0: and then you start underperforming
1: yeah and you start just
0: hating yourself yeah like, who am i why am i like this i'm underperforming yeah. and it's just because you're so stressed out exactly stressed out. like
1: the straight a kids in like elementary school but in middle school by the time they get to high school or college and they feel like a failure because all of a sudden it's a lot harder not as easy for them as it was and so mm-hmm. it's a similar concept of like it's only easy until it's not yeah and then it goes it can go downhill real quick if you're not careful. And then your environment changes, mm-hmm. yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, crazy. And then we asked what the most important lesson they've learned has been in their life or professional experiences. She said, personally, she thinks the most important mm. personally, <laughs> personally, she thinks the most important lessons that she's learned throughout her professional experiences is to not let someone else dictate her worth when it comes to her working. She can do her best and put all her, and put her all into everything she does, particularly when it comes to her queer, and she had to learn that she can't make everyone happy no matter how much she may want to. There will be people along the way who just don't agree or don't like what she has to say, as is the case with most customer service position positions, And I've, and she's learned to accept this as something that she'll continue to encounter. But whenever it does happen, it doesn't have to diminish the amount of hard work she's done or intelligence-slash-worth in that particular discipline. She's glad she was able to learn this over time, and it's helped her to become a stronger person overall as a result.
0: Yeah, and you can definitely, I mean, I fully believe that. I read a quote once, and it was, you're allowed to do what's best for you, even if it makes other people upset. Yeah, I think it's kind of along those same lines, because Mm -hmm. it's just, You literally can't make everybody happy, so what's going to work for you?
1: Yeah. And there is a line where it's like, where is being selfish, and then where is just taking care of yourself? Because some people think being selfish is taking care of yourself, but there's a way to take care of yourself and not be a selfish person. You know, you give what you can, but you don't overextend yourself, whereas a selfish person might not even try at all. You know? It's about intent. Versus impact. Or, no, it's more, I don't know how to put it into words now. (laughs) How
0: do we explain this concept? I know. You can, and you know, you guys work in financial aid and Jamie loves helping students, Mm -hmm. but there are simply times that you can't or they're not helping themselves. Yes. And, you know, if you have, you know, three students who've gotten everything in on time and Mm -hmm. they need something and you're working on that. And then some student comes running in in a crisis, you can say, I'm going to need you to hold on a minute.
1: Yeah, but I'm usually, usually... <laughs> those are the ones that are the loudest yeah. and start going to administrators and start getting mm-hmm. you in trouble for that. I may or may not have witnessed that so far. Yeah. Um, unfortunately. Unfortunately. And that's, but there is, you know, we really appreciate the students who do are on top of it, who do their stuff who check in with us, honestly, giving us a little nudge, like, hey, I know you're busy, but, like, do we have an update on this? Honestly, that's really appreciated. But then the last thing we asked was, is there anything you want the world to know that we did not ask you about? And she said, no, I'm good. <laughs> I love when people <laughs> say that. Or, I think I'm good. <laughs> <sighs> so that was Jamie. I thought there were some real good nuggets of wisdom that's in there. was insightful. Very. Wow. She knows how to put up those boundaries or is learning yes. how to do that. I know, especially in the new drop she has. So
0: Boundaries are often the answer. I think in every self-help book I've read up until this point, there is at least two mm-hmm. or three chapters on boundaries. Yes.
1: Yeah. They're important. If you don't know what they are, you should probably look it up. Yes. <laughs> you might be struggling a little bit. And you know, boundaries kind of segues into some of what we're going to be talking about now, which is hey. like things that we've brought up in the past. And then didn't really expand on, but now we have the chance. So, boundaries. (laughs) In the past, I've mentioned about how you have to set up safe boundaries for yourself in terms of working relationships and getting close to your coworkers and stuff. And I've kind of been scorned in the past with a couple of people that I thought I was really close to personally that I worked with. And then it turned out, oh no, <laughs> I misinterpreted, or I or I, expected too much. I'm not sure what exactly it was, but I thought more of the relationship than they did.
0: And that's what, when, when Emily said, you should have work friends, we were kind of like,
1: well... <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, yes, but also be careful. Just well, protect yourself. You protect know?
1: yourself. And I'm very lucky with Jamie and Daniel that yeah. that worked out as well as it did. Um, but then I've had instances like, let's call her... Um, I'm trying to think of a good name that's random Brittany Let's call her Brittany <laughs> I see Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, okay so Brittany and I At first I thought She was a real B word um, To be honest with you because she was, She's really blunt And she's very like straight to the point And we were misinterpreting each other Because this was a job that I worked remotely for mm-hmm. So it was a lot over messaging And that can get confused over time though we started understanding each other more and I really started to like her and she was telling me she really liked me and how like we were becoming really good friends um and we talked every day like all the time because while we were doing our job we'd be texting back and forth or on the phone for like an hour at a time um and I thought she was becoming a really good friend and so well yeah I mean you were like
0: if we're ever in town by Brittany, we yeah. should let her know. Maybe we could hang out.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, things like that. And, um, she was telling me, you know, I think you're really great. Like, we are pretty good friends. Like, I, you know, we were, it felt like it was being reciprocated. And then, um, and, uh, you know, when you talk to a person, you get really used to, like, the, their way of talking, and or texting, or whatever the case is. And after a little bit we had been really close for months and then one day she just seemed kind of short with all her responses so i asked like are you okay and she said why would you ask i said i don't know your tone just you just are typing a little bit shorter i was just making sure she said no i'm fine well it, it was kind of a catal- it was there was kind of a catalyst where and i don't remember what it was but there was some misunderstanding and then from that point on she seemed really short with me and that's why, I, that's what made me say, like, are you okay? Like, what's there was a
0: gone? reason why you thought she might have been distant with you. Yes. So then she was distant with you, and yes. it confirmed that fear, and then yeah. you were like, okay, what is something going on? Is something
1: yeah. wrong? And she said no, and I said okay. But, like, with me, if I don't see an improvement, it's like what we've talked about before. Like, if I were to just be randomly mean to you, you would think oh, that's not Laura, something must be wrong. You wouldn't just immediately jump to what she thought back. Yeah, right. (laughs) Like, you wouldn't just jump to that. And so I was giving her that same benefit of the doubt. Like, okay, maybe I've done something. So I asked her, over the series of, like, two days, I asked her three times in different ways and not in the most annoying way. Like, I just would say, everything okay? Like, just a check-in, you know, just like, how are you today? And then later I said, yeah, like, are you okay? Because you seem kind of short. And she sa- and she just like went off. And she said, honestly, you asking me if I'm okay all the time is making me uncomfortable. And as if you're looking for a problem. And da 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 da. I was like, whoa. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I check. I like, and I said, I hope you know me well enough to know that that's not the case. I'm just making sure you're okay. Like, I thought this instance, whatever it was, might have made you upset with me. So, and I get really in my head about that.
0: And Um, even if it's not that, is there something going on in your life? We're friends now, and you seem like something's off.
1: Right. And she's like, I'm just tired of you reading into my tone, and da-da-da-da-da-da-da, and just tore into me. And I was like, whoa. And how do you put in your two weeks at this point? Yeah. Okay. At that point. mm Mm-hmm. And because of something, you know, my new job came along. Yeah. And she was telling me how upset she would be, but that she was really happy for me, so... I don't know. It was just really sad, because I lost... Overnight, and we didn't talk for a couple days except for work things, and it was very, like, blunt, Mm -hmm. straight to the point. And so, then one day, I text her, Hi, never heard back, and that was the end.
0: I remember too, because I was like, Laura, you better not text her, you better not. And you said, I'm just gonna say hi.
1: Well, (laughs) because even if she doesn't respond, I wanted it to be like a clear, concise over, yeah, because if I was just gonna forever be waiting for her, it's like, Well, maybe she just is going to be mad at me for a while. But if you don't respond to somebody that reaches out, somebody that you've texted every day for months and months and months, and they reach out one last time and you don't reach out, that says everything. That told me, okay, well, that's the end of that, I guess. And so it really took me, like, a while to get used to not talking to her all the time. Because I wouldn't say we were, like, best friends, but we were good friends. You know, and we talked about what was going on in our lives usually. Although I do start to understand she didn't have friends. And she often talked about how she didn't have friends, she didn't talk to her family anymore. And now I'm like, wow, I get why. Because if somebody upsets you one time, that's it for you? Because I feel like, was I being annoying? Probably. Like, honestly, (laughs) if you're in an annoyed (laughs) position and you're already upset about something and somebody keeps asking you, are you okay? Like, I get how that's annoying. But I did try to explain afterwards, like, it's not about if I... I, like I just think you're mad at me and if that's not what this is because I'd rather talk about that like if you're mad at me let's have a conversation let's figure it out but if you're going through something tell me that I'll back off like I just want to make sure we're good and responding with one worded answers doesn't make me think that we're good yeah so I do I understand both sides of that but still my sin if you want to put it wasn't so atrocious that you would never want to talk to somebody again yeah that's my thing. Like the punishment seemed to be way blown out of proportion proportion for the crime, you know. I know. Um,
0: I think she was bothered, honestly, and just didn't want to talk about it. And then figured you were leaving, so was just gonna kind of let it die yeah, like, off. What's but then the point? you just kept asking, and she was like, "Oh, fine. Like right. I'll just completely end it <laughs> <Yeah>, then <that."
1: laughs> for real." And she, I don't know. So, I asked three times in a couple different, one was just like a check-in, like, hey, how are you? Which, I would ask that to anybody pretty much every single day, you know? So, I didn't feel like that was weird. So, really, two times over two days. And that was it. And, um, sound off in the comments. (laughs) I know, what do you guys think of that? I know. Um, and that's what hurt is she really does know me as like a nice person and not somebody that's like trying to hurt your feelings if anything i'm trying to avoid hurting your feelings yeah and that's annoying too i do so i do just get that like, it
0: makes me uncomfortable to just like pop off like that though she could have yeah. just said look i'm really fine you don't have to ask me again i'm just yeah detaching from my phone a little bit more sorry that it comes off that way yeah and it's so easy to say
1: nope <laughs> just went off and told me I was looking for a problem. And when things like that happen, it makes me physically ill. Like, I feel so bad that, like, I've obviously upset this person so much that now they don't ever want to talk to me again. Like, wow. And I still feel bad to this day, even though I know, like, logically, it doesn't fit the crime. Like, the punishment doesn't fit the crime at all. Like, it doesn't... It's way over, like, out of proportion. Blown out of proportion, anyway. Um... And all that good stuff. So that's that. That's my story. And that's why I'm a little jaded. And there was another instance with another other coworker at the end when I was about to leave there too. Um, but that's a story for another day if I ever get the bravery to talk about it. So. Yeah,
0: maybe one day. <laughs> maybe one. Tell Laura day. she should find the bravery, and she will.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Anyway. Yeah. Well, what's your thing?
0: Oh gosh, yeah. What is my thing? We talked about before how we were able to quit our jobs without having other jobs. Mm-hmm. And we we had we talked about it, but I was like, wait, we really only talked about why we were able to quit those jobs,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: not necessarily what drove us to want to get out of there.
1: Want to quit? Yeah.
0: Right. We never have, we haven't really gone into details about that because it's really tricky. You know, we don't want to make anybody upset. Yeah. But uh, but here's what happened.
1: <laughs> and also, not enough people listen that I'm like worried about this. Yeah. Yeah. Basically,
0: I had a job. Um, that I quit and didn't have another one because I was done. Yeah. So this job, I, did I even have this job for a year? I don't even think I had this job for a year. It was almost a year. Maybe. Yeah, it was close. It was like a month off from being a year Mm -hmm. or two months. Most of that time, things were okay. Mm -hmm. They were stressful, but they were all right. Mm -hmm. Then they got really, really stressful. Mm -hmm. And then because um, we were coming out of COVID and there were a lot of events, I did a lot of event marketing and that took up a lot of time. Because think Mm -hmm. about it, you have 40 hours in a week, you spend six hours at an event or prepping for the event, Mm -hmm. doing the stuff after the event. Mm -hmm. That's six hours of your 40 hours, that you are just at an event. Mm -hmm. You're not doing any work, quote unquote, like the admin stuff, right? Right. So all of that started to pick up. And I thought, okay. I can do this, though, because I just got a plan, and I'm yep. going to work with this. And I was already feeling like this is a lot. Mm-hmm. I already kind of felt like I didn't have time to get my job done. Yeah. And then this lady gets hired to be, oh, gosh, how do I even describe the position? I She wasn't my direct report, but she was somehow still above
1: me. Yeah.
0: So she was, like, a, a regional... Mm-hmm. I did marketing. So she was like the regional marketing person. Mm-hmm. So she kind of oversaw the offices in that way, which fine, cool, whatever.
1: Yeah.
0: But really my direct reports were in office and I would do what they wanted me to do.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But then she comes in and at first very supportive. I'm like, Oh cool. Maybe she's actually going to help me. Yeah. Maybe I'll have time to yeah. do things. You think? Um, And then No. Quite the opposite, kind of. It was very slow how she did it, but ultimately what it became is I needed to, and let me tell you what, time blocking is great. If Mm -hmm. you have an Outlook calendar and you know you need to get these certain tasks done during the week, Mm -hmm. go ahead and block out some time to just work on those things. Not only does it block the time off your calendar, but also it allows you a a little reminder. Mm -hmm. This is what I need to be doing right now. Yeah. So for sure you can do that. Planning is part of your job. Yeah. Okay. But not this much of your job.
1: Yeah. Okay. So
0: (laughs) the definition of time blocking that I was to do was to literally block every single hour that I was there at the office.
1: That's just insane. Yes.
0: I had to figure out and if it was Thursday and I hadn't time blocked the next week yet, she would text me. I noticed you haven't time blocked your next week yet. When are you planning on doing that? I'm like, when I have time. <laughs> right.
1: You see what I'm doing now. It's
0: not like I was ever sitting around twiddling my thumbs ever. Ever. No. I was always busy. And I would literally plan. And you know what also got me? What? I would put in that week the time on Thursday afternoon that I would time block. Mm-hmm. Like, I would say, I will do my time blocking for next week. <laughs> and, and I, I know th- you see that. I know you see that. <laughs> and you're texting me, like, two hours before that.
1: Oh, my god. Okay,
0: anyway. Anyway, They had like
1: a control problem, and I'll, I'll expand more on that too. Yes.
0: So, I had to time block. I had to label what it was. Then at the end of the day, I was to go back in, or at the end of those hours, and update in the description of each of the time blocks what I actually completed during that time. It was extremely detailed. Mm-hmm. Then at the end of the day, I would have to send a daily recap of all of those things that I had already put into the time blocks to say, hey, here's what I did. And their whole reason for sending those emails was so that they could support me sooner. I'm putting air quotes, because every time I asked a question at the end of those emails, I wouldn't get a response. I would have to re-reply to that email two days later and go, any feedback on these questions Yeah. that I asked? Because these are supposed to be to support me, but they're yeah, not, but they're, they're not. just for you to track me. Yeah. So anyway, then I also had, um, on top of that, a local, uh, a tracker, Excel spreadsheet that I was supposed to put everything in, which I did. Which I actually appreciated because then I would be able to go back year after year, right? And know what I did during that time and how it performed. And I liked that side of it. At first, it was just that. Like, when I first started, that's all I had to manage was that tracker. And I loved that thing. I mean, I was Mm -hmm. all in there. And I was always telling this lady, if you want to know what I'm doing, it's all in here. If you have a question about this project, I put my progress in here. I add tabs Mm -hmm. to this. I was telling her how I work. Mm -hmm. And she said, no, you're going to do it like this. Yeah. So then... Also, on top of that, they developed a different spreadsheet. It was Mm -hmm. that marketing tracker, but at a higher level to present to higher-ups and all that stuff. Sure. And I said, so now I'm supposed to input the information in there, too? Mm -hmm. Another place (laughs) to put the same thing? So anyway, I'm drowning. And I think at one point, I don't remember exactly, but I want to say I did ask her. Because my honestly blackout memory. Mm -hmm. But I think at one point I said can you just move it into that spreadsheet? Yeah,
1: I remember you telling us that you asked about that. Oh, good. Okay, am yeah. like, am
0: I blacking out, or did I do that? Because um, I was telling somebody about it the other day, and I went, am I making this up, <laughs> or did that actually happen? I'm pretty sure I did. I was like, hey, if you're presenting this to the higher-ups, can you just do it for me? Like, I've already put all the information there. All you have to do is just translate it, and let me know if you have any questions.
1: Yeah. She's like, oh, oh okay. I'm like, okay, great. <laughs> did she actually start doing that?
0: Yeah, she didn't ask me to do it again after that. But see, that's when I felt like my downfall started. Yeah. <laughs> because I did start to put up boundaries. And I was like, this is kind of insane.
1: And as soon as you started doing that, that backfired on you. Yeah. It was not is, great. It just says about the workplace, not about you at all.
0: It was insane. And I had to track a lot of other stuff, too. Um, which the other stuff that I was tracking, like the lead tracking and stuff, that kind of made sense. But mm-hmm. also I would time block... And then I'd have to get my time block approved by my local manager too. So that's why they were like, if it's not done, then you won't have time to adjust it and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh my gosh. like. Mm-hmm. And then the thing for me is I could time block my whole week and then it would change every single day because I'm in yeah. marketing. Right. And somebody needs me to pick something up from a store mm-hmm. and I actually need to work on this because somebody's emailing me. They need it ASAP yes. and it all would change. And then I have to go back in and update it. So you know yeah. how much time it took away for me to do those things and that's why those were the first things I let go of because yeah. I'm just not going to update my calendar I would honestly just pretend that I did that thing during that hour yeah. and put the stuff in there mm-hmm. I would do it all out of order because yeah. I just did it as it came
1: mm-hmm. and i
0: just try to figure it out yeah. because it was taking way too much time to do all this stuff
1: they just had a, a control complex Like I don't understand the, the, the mentality, like I'm at a loss for words when every time I think about it Because who has that kind of, unless you're in a factory, how do you know how much time to really allot to something, honestly, enough to, in a week in advance, put it down? Like, that just isn't insane. You keep using that word? I'm going to keep using that
0: word because that's what it is. But she would ask me, like, do you really think it needs this much time to work on this? And I was like, I don't really know. So I blocked out three hours. Yeah. I'll I'll do something else if it ends up taking less time. I mean, I don't know what you want me to do. Right. She goes, well, you know how long it takes you to do something. I was like, no, no, no. I've never been tracked like this before. So, no, actually, I don't. I typically work. And that's the thing for me. I kept having to tell these people, here's how I operate. Mm -hmm. Here's how I will succeed. Mm -hmm. And they would go, yeah, no, you're going to do it like this. Yeah. That's not a recipe for success for me.
1: No. And I never got to talk to Amber because she was... on. Because, again, like, (laughs) here's how this went down. She wasn't allowed to work overtime. She was at events all day, every day. Yep. And then had to do the time blocking, which took how long to just do the time blocking itself? At least an hour. At least. Yeah. Ridiculous waste of time. And then, also, these events, they weren't just from eight. To five or nine to five, Mm -hmm. these events would be like in the evenings too, all the time. So, like, how are you expected? And then (laughs) it just blows my mind when she tells these stories because the events just (laughs) themselves almost equal forty hours.
0: Yeah, it was like twenty. It could be twenty hours a week, and that's what got me too because I was feeling really stressed out. And to this lady who I've been talking about this whole time was like, I'm. It's the events. Like, I have so much time dedicated to these events, and then I have to do this, 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 this. I don't have time for all these other... Whatever. I was trying to talk to her, and she was not empathizing with me at all. She literally goes, I mean, what, how many events did you have last week? Three. And I'm like, okay, but the week before that, I had seven.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Or, like, the week... And it just wasn't... It was crazy. And then I would get behind because they wouldn't let me uh, choose my schedule either. Mm-hmm. they would force me to do 8 hour shifts which maybe there's a law for that but I feel like we could have worked something out because I would much rather have worked 8am to 8pm
1: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, 12 hour shift I would have rather done that than what they were making me do right. which was come in at like 10.30 to 8 yeah, or whatever so then I couldn't ever do anything with anybody because I never I would have a full day off and it would be a Tuesday yeah And that's when I started hiking Mm because I'm just, I have Tuesday off. What else am I going to do? Right. (laughs) You know, and I also lived with someone. So my rental situation was I rented out the bottom level of a duplex Mm -hmm. and the person who owned the house, they lived upstairs, Mm -hmm. but she worked from home and her home office was in my area. So our deal was I paid a very fair amount in rent, honestly, less than they should have even been getting for that place but they were the nicest people ever and thank God for them every day. Yeah. And she used her home office from eight to five.
1: Yeah.
0: And I like couldn't do anything at my house during that time. Right. Like I couldn't vacuum the floors, you know? I mean, I was expected to not be there because when I first started living there, I had a more regular schedule. So it was crazy. I had no time for anything it felt like. And I would just crash and I would drink Red Bulls. Like, nobody's business. And Amber doesn't drink
1: stuff like that.
0: Nope. (laughs) I was chugging Red Bull. I was like, I've got to make it through all this. Mm. It wasn't, I mean, I would get off, yeah, I would get off and just be, and then I find out we were supposed to be taking lunch breaks at a certain amount of time at an event. (laughs) And I'm like, when would I have taken a lunch break? Is somebody going to come relieve me? Do you want me to shut down the, right? our event booth for 30 minutes and they go, well, that's not necessarily what we want you to do. I'm like, tell me what you want me
1: to do. They
0: were either way too specific or not specific enough. Yes. It was insane. So that's on a culture shock of living in Minnesota. Everybody there is very passive aggressive. They won't actually tell you what they really want. They expect you to kind of read between the lines. Mm. And if there's one thing I can tell you about myself, I do not
1: do that. (laughs) No, Amber's probably the most blunt person i know in my life yeah which is great
0: just tell me what to do yeah and don't change your mind about it later Mm -hmm. and pretend like i should have known this whole time right rude very rude (laughs) rude. so yeah so i got like all fired up about that again because i was thinking i was talking to somebody the other day about it and i thought man we should i should talk about that on the podcast because that was crazy and I literally was like I can't work under these circumstances. Yeah. Being micromanaged like this. What was the straw that broke the camel's back for you? Um I needed to (laughs) I could go back and find the Marco Polo where I'm sitting in my car crying my eyes out and going, I wanna quit everything and move to Georgia and I don't know
1: what to do and I'm
0: drowning. Yeah. I think, and it's going to sound so dumb. Honestly, the straw that breaks the camel's back is always the dumb one. Yes, that's true. It's everything up until this point, but then, you know, I had to time block, and they were all Mm -hmm. on me about everything. Mm -hmm. I had to cancel an event because we had double booked, and the part-time marketing person that would help me out um, couldn't work the -hmm. event, but then I couldn't work two events, so I had to pick one, but I'd already promised these other people I'd be there, and I was like, I feel like crap. Yeah. And then I was basically bringing chapstick to the police station. <laughs>
1: so was, A sentence you didn't think you'd hear today.
0: <laughs> literally bringing branded chapstick to the police station in branded buckets. Because I'd emailed them and said, can I just bring chapstick? And we can just have them out on the tables. It's fine. Yeah. And then I'll go to this other event. And then I pulled into the police station and I just started bawling my eyes out. Because the whole time driving there too... I was so anxious about what if somebody asked where I was and I wasn't in the office or um, mm-hmm. I didn't have this time blocked and do I really have to go back in and change the time block for this 30, 30 40 minutes that i am now been in the car dropping off chapstick? Are they going to ask yeah. me about that? Are they? Gonna, and it just turned into this whole thing that it shouldn't
1: have been. Yeah.
0: And a lot of it I was, you know, making it worse than it was. Now I would probably have been like, yeah, whatever, I'm delivering the chapstick. Everybody be quiet.
1: Yeah.
0: But... My brain did not react that way at the time. No. And it was tough. And then I had people around the office thinking that I was a slacker.
1: Which blows (laughs) my mind. Okay, I'll interrupt you for this. Okay. okay? I don't interrupt very often. Do it. But for this, Amber is the hardest working person I know on this planet, okay? Like, she does not slack. And so hearing this secondhand was like, are they on crack
0: like, yeah. I don't, my brain can't <laughs>
1: understand because Amber will run herself to death to make something work for anyone, anything. And you have to be insane for her to not be able to live up to this crazy expectation because she meets and exceeds expectations every single day of her life. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I mean, it's true because, and that was what was so infuriating was watching you, like, your confidence in yourself crumble because they had you thinking that. Excuse me, I'm so passionate. I wasn't breathing. <laughs> they had you thinking that you weren't um, good enough, that you were subpar. And yeah. they were just crazy. Like, they weren't doing any of this themselves. They've never worked that hard in their life. Like, <laughs> so let's be real. Or if they had, they quit that job so they couldn't do what mm-hmm. they wanted to do. So that somebody must have treated them like crap, and that's the only way that they think that's okay.
0: And I was getting feedback from higher ups in the company it was kind of confusing because it was like a small practice but it was part of a corporate situation mm-hmm. so the people from corporate were like i really think that you just need to work and the nice person from corporate yeah i really think you need to work on your confidence and i'm like how well, like yeah i think i am confident yeah. i just think this job is terrible and um i remember telling uh christina you mm-hmm. guys met christina too telling christina yeah, their feedback was that I need to work on my confidence. And she laughed out loud, like, almost spit out her water that she yes. was drinking. And she goes, I'm sorry, you need to work on having less confidence. She goes, I'd like to see this Amber that they know because yeah. I've never met her. No. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this place is really changing me. Yeah. And it was not good. It was not good.
1: No. And it was on the tail end of you going through other hard times, too. Yeah. So ready it, to come
0: back to Georgia. So,
1: and the, she was ready to come back. And I wish it was under different circumstances that it wasn't, like, I'm so glad you're home, but it really was sad to see that the reason you were coming home was because they were breaking you up yeah, there. I had failed. But you did. <laughs> Not really, you're, Okay, yeah. yeah, I'm like, you better, I will fight you on that, Look, ma'am. Cause...
0: It was just the, it was just the, like, I would forget to do something because it wasn't in my time block schedule. That was the other thing. Like, my manager's approving my time blocking. Every week. So So you could tell me, hey, I noticed you didn't time block for this. Make sure you allot time for X, Y, and Z. And Mm -hmm. I would have done it. But, like, sometimes I forget. And it's time blocked. So now I'm just following this time blocking schedule. And Mm -hmm. you didn't tell me anything was wrong. And then I'm getting, do you think you could have planned a little bit better?
1: I could have planned less.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And that was the first time I ever, like, stood up for myself. I said, actually, no. Yeah. I got here at 1130. Mm -hmm. I had been on my feet running around since then. Mm -hmm. I asked for one thing for you to help me with, can you please just do it? Yeah. Let that go. (laughs) Not great, because I'm pretty sure I quit, like, two weeks later, Yeah,
1: Yeah. How did they respond to you as, uh, like, uh, I'm trying to think of how I want to word this question, because it's just a matter of, like, I want to know from their perspective to know, like, do do you realize how they were, how you were treating Amber? Like, I really want to know, like, in their mind were you this actual failure or were you a threat and like something or because you were confident that they felt like they had to be? I have no idea.
0: I have, I have literally no clue because I feel like I wasn't a great employee there. And because I would, I would literally just miss calls because I would tell them I'm not doing deliveries and I'd forget and you would think you never forget the same call on Tuesday mornings. <laughs> but I sure did, almost every Tuesday. I would always miss calls. I have never been late to a single call since I started this new job I'm at now.
1: No.
0: Like, and I never missed a call before. No. It was that job. There was too much going on. You were so mobile. And yeah. they like wouldn't want me to take calls on the road. They needed a lot of details. I mean, it just I wasn't good at it, but I also don't necessarily think that I got really great training either.
1: No. Yeah.
0: So. They thought
1: they wouldn't tell you about events that they did annually and stuff like that. Or something along those lines where it's like, we do this every year. It's like, great, I would have done it too (laughs) if you told me. And the
0: events, they had like a Google calendar. So the the events they did before were in there. Mm. The community events Mm -hmm. would be in there and they would tell me to check that. But then the... Ones around the clinic, yeah, Mm -hmm. I didn't know about those. Which is why I liked the marketing tracker, because I thought, oh, next year when I do this. And I really thought I was going to be there for a long time. A long time, time. yeah.
1: Um,
0: Because I did really love it at first. It just wore on me.
1: Well, there was a person that wore on you that, like, I know... A few. Well, I can think of one that you talked about anyway, that became, like, the whisper in your boss's ear about how you weren't doing your job...
0: Yeah, that was tough.
1: Yeah,
0: it was tough, and yeah, just getting followed up on about stuff. I don't know. It was just like they would ask you to do something, but then I didn't know how to do it, mm-hmm. and then I would ask, and then I just looked dumb.
1: Yeah.
0: So that's an example of you know how we said you have to ask mm-hmm. questions. Yeah. I really did not think that I could really ask questions because no. when I did, it was very like, you okay, changed. duh. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Oh my gosh, and it's it's not like she left and they got somebody who now they love and are obsessed with. Like, they're giving the same, the new person, the same Mm -hmm. kind of trouble. Who, I know this person's great, so it's not like, you know, you talk about her and she seems like a really awesome person. So it's not like this person's just a slacker either. They just aren't happy with whoever it is. And that's just really disappointing because they don't treat most of their employees like that. It's just for some reason that position... That should really be, like, four positions. I think it's uh, a lack of empathy within the clinic.
0: Because mm. I think some people knew, mm-hmm. gosh, you're always busy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, you're always working. I'm like, yes. <laughs> but then I felt like other people didn't think that.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so, yeah. And that's why, you know, we do always, after just completely popping off about all that. Yeah. We do talk about best fit. Yes. And that's really important. I was not a fit there.
1: Mm-mm.
0: It just wasn't for me. I love working in trucking. It is amazing. <laughs> I go to these guys who are VPs, and I'm mm-hmm. like, I need this data. And they go, here it is. Yep. No questions. Yep. No nothing. You must have asked for a reason. Mm-hmm. Here it is. Mm-hmm. I don't have to be scared of coming to any of them for anything. Yep. I don't have to be afraid of asking questions. My boss will tell me, Here's what I need you to do. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> <laughs> and she'll go. Okay, so here. <laughs> I, mean. I mean, it's so nice. Yeah, it's so nice. And then I'll do something. And then, okay, literally, I had to do something. Okay, this is just random side note because this is just mm-hmm. a stark contradiction, and then we'll finish up.
1: Okay, yeah. Because
0: I had to do something. I saw an email at like 5:45 on a friday night
1: mm-hmm.
0: come through my phone and normally i don't check that kind of stuff but i did just real quick and i saw it was from somebody who doesn't normally email me i'm like okay what's going on mm-hmm. they needed something done asap
1: mm-hmm.
0: I, i'm so apologetic i'm so sorry i'm just getting to this now blah blah, blah whatever i call my boss I'm like did you see that email from so and so she's like oh my gosh like i go okay i'll do th- i'll do it mm-hmm. and i drafted up this thing and i sent it to her and she's looking it over, and I'm like, okay, am I good to post it? It was something for the Google Pages or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. And she was like, can you actually change this, this, this? And she stopped. And she said, this is not a reflection of you. I know you did this in five minutes. But yeah. I do have these edits, but I really love what you did.
1: Look at that. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I can literally cry. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's incredible. Yes. I love that. And it it just takes the empathy. It just takes the real um, understanding of what it takes to do something. Mm -hmm. The real um, expectations are actually, like, they're here and then you exceed them. You know? In five minutes you wrote something that she was like, okay, here's a few edits. It wasn't like, redo this whole thing. Right. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, No. Um, I'm going to need you to spend 30 more hours on this. Respectfully... This is trash.
1: Yes. <laughs> like and yeah. so but no, she I just think that's awesome. And it's been nice to see you come back into your own skin and like feel confident in what you're doing because you mm-hmm. should be. Because Amber's good at everything she does. So. Oh well, well Not, <laughs> not something. <laughs> well, who among us, right? Oh you know?
0: gosh. But, but yeah, so yeah. definitely just boundaries. Yeah, best fit. And mm-hmm. if you I guess it's just I really knew myself and I knew it would help me succeed and when they stopped doing that I was like I really have no choice
1: yeah you did what was best for you and ultimately them too because you know obviously it wasn't a good it wasn't compatible
0: it wasn't compatible but I met a lot of great people there yeah and shout out to all the people you know who you are who were awesome Yeah, and I really loved working with you guys and it was it was awesome while it lasted for that almost a year
1: almost a year (laughs) Oh, man. Well, okay, so I guess that kind of wraps up what we got going on today. Um, any final thoughts, feelings, comments, suggestions, anybody, anybody? I think I covered everything. You said what you had to say. You've <laughs> left it all out there. That's so funny. And the name of that company is... <laughs>